At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Crawling in the dark. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. Today is a special episode. We have one of our favorite guests returning in what feels like forever since he's been on. Uh, I got my one of my favorite people in the world, one of my best friends, Joe. Welcome back to the podcast, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. One of my best friends in the world. Oh, that's a big statement, brother. I mean, it's just true, man. You're like a brother to me, dude. I, I love having you on. I love all the conversations we have. The last time you were on this podcast, people absolutely loved what you had to say about you know, your journey through the radio station and becoming a DJ, what you do now with our company, just like how you juggle all these things and still manage to do what you love. I mean, it's the podcast I pretty much tell people to go listen to when it comes to um, like the interview or just like shooting the shit. So no, it's good to finally get that follow up, man. Yeah, no, for sure. It's It's been a while last time we caught up. So I'm glad to touch base on everything. So thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. So uh, yeah, I mean, how's everything been for you recently? Uh, busy. Obviously, I know we're going to get into the work stuff, but just busy handling that. Um, DJing still, obviously, I feel like I have to grind more now than ever, just because, you know, the goals I want to obtain by this year. Um, but, you know, typical family stuff, you know, spending time with my brother, my mom, my dad. Um, but, you know, nothing out of the ordinary, just trying to trying to keep busy with work and, you know, be with my kids and try to do things for them. So just so far so good steady steady time yeah man i remember uh you know the the kids every time i hear them on the phone in the background they're always happy and laughing or having a good time uh you just can't go wrong it's always nice to hear that when you're you know juggling your life around and you still can obviously make time for the kids and they're obviously having the best life they can so can't really go wrong with that man yeah no it's all Um, good and golf too you know how we started doing that so that's keeping me busy that's fun Dude, yeah, I felt like yesterday was pretty dope too because you know we went to the driving range yesterday and I feel like we, you know, we're we're doing pretty good. I feel like it's definitely like you know we talked about it. We've been joking about it for weeks and almost months now, but it's definitely time to like go play a around and and see how it goes and go from there. Yeah, I think see how bad we really are. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh no, we're actually terrible still, but it was fun to do it. <laughs> um, I think it'd be a great time for sure, and I I, I know that's definitely gonna be in the works here in a bit. Um. Yeah, man. So obviously, 
I honestly don't think you've been on since 2022. I can't remember. I, I get the years confused at this point. Uh, but as far as your 2023 goes, uh, I mean, how, how was your year? How would you say your year was? I'm going to say the year was great, man. Um, Work-wise, uh, personally, uh, definitely a good step in the right direction for me. Um, yeah, I'm going to say the year was great. Obviously, ended on the highest note possible for me with work. So yeah. that, that definitely lifted me up. Um, it's it's something that's going to help me attain, you know, my personal goal this year of getting a house. I'm like one step closer. So, yeah, I feel like 2023 was was really good. Kids healthy, can't complain. You know, I feel like there's a there's been a lot of sickness going around. Yeah, they their kids, they get sick and everything. But I mean, I can't complain, bro. They're, you know, good in school. They're I mean, Giselle's sophomore getting invited to go look at colleges already which is kind of scary but at the same time i'm like hey good i'm I'm blessed bro i'm blessed um so yeah man the, the, the year definitely wrapped up on a high note um family's all doing good you know mom dad brother everyone's everyone's on the up and up so yeah man everything everything's been good bro yeah you know it's definitely been a crazy year too with everything that happened you know, and just from the beginning to where we're at now, um, towards the end of it, of course, but a lot of, uh, a lot of fun moments too, that we had kind of sprinkled in there for work, you know, towards like, uh, the end of spring and the beginning of summer, you know, going to like Napa and then, um, going to Catalina. So definitely, uh, a lot of, you know, fun things that we got to do through our job that was, you know, really exciting. And, you know, obviously we'll see what happens this year, but, uh, yeah, sounds like you had a wonderful year, man. Uh, and can't wait to see what you do this year. And, uh, you know, speaking of that though, you know, how, uh, what are some goals that maybe you have for yourself that you feel like are attainable? You just mentioned a house and you're one step closer. So that must, you know, feel pretty good. Cause I know that that's something that you're striving for. You know, it's, it's just, you know, literally single father, you know, aiming to get a house for his kids. I mean, that that's uh, pretty remarkable if you ask me. Yeah. I, I, that is, that is the like final goal that I, that's like the end goal for me right now is getting a house. So, you know, with the, with the recent change in my position, it's only, got me one step closer. I was, I've been talking to my realtor and getting all the details I need. Um, I'm just going to get tax time knocked out and I'm going to do my taxes and everything. And, and, uh, just really focusing on that, which is like I said, like, which why I can't stop grinding as far as DJ and go, trust me. Like I'm, I'm so burnt out on DJ bro. I, I, I love DJ personally, but dude, I can't stand DJ nights anymore. I'm just people, it's just not safe. There's a lot of crazy shit that goes on out there. And I'm just, I don't, I don't care for it. For me, it's just business. I just go to make my money, do what I got to do and get out of there. But if I can take a break from doing that, I would love to stop doing that. Cause it's either I have the kids on the weekend or I have a gig on the weekend. It's like, I'd never really have a lot of time for myself. So I just, I'm just trying to maintain that goal, keep that last goal in mind. And honestly, even if I do attain that, probably something i'm probably not going to be able to stop doing that either way because i'm now have a mortgage and <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. main, which is which is fine you know but you know with with the way our job is the great thing about our job is you know moving up is it's only a matter of time and there's there's it's never uh it never takes too long realistically you know from a year to it two years you you could be on to the next position so um hopefully with what i'm doing now try to master this do this for a solid year to two and see what opens up from there. And, and then who knows what, where I'm going to be at by that time. But um, yeah, that's, that's the great thing about, about our work too, is it's something that definitely helps out with our, with my overall goal in mind. So. 
yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. And, you know, before we get into the work and talking about where you're at now in terms of your position, a couple things I want to ask you about when it comes to DJing, like when it comes to obviously the sketchy people at night and stuff, do you think you're also like burnt out of like playing the same playlist? Like, it, you know, depending on where you're at, they're requesting a certain kind of playlist and maybe you're just tired of like the same kind of, you know, vibe, I guess you would say. Uh, is that something that you run into a lot? 100% bro. Like I can't even imagine what, how my brother feels. He's like the regular DJ every Friday and Saturday night. So when I do the nights, I'm only filling in every once in a while. The brunches are, are what I'm normally used to doing. But yeah, dude, it gets repetitive. You know, honestly, like the drunk people I, and I, and I look, I look back like, damn, was I kind of that dumb when I was 21 acting like that? And I'm like, yeah, I, I was. But now as I'm older, DJing and having the drunk people come up asking for the stupidest fucking song i had this guy last week everything was going good people were dancing having a good time like the vibe i was playing the music i was playing everything was, was working really well and there's always somebody that comes up and asks for the most random off the wall fucking song hey man you put on this beyonce and i'm and i'm playing like some 80s vibe or or even some like you know house music or something and i'm like do you want me to kill this shit man like what what makes you ask for something so fucking random but of course, I'm gonna be polite and be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll play that later on." And then they're so drunk they don't remember, bro. I don't play that shit. I'm like, <laughs> "I'm gonna get your." I really don't give a fuck. Sometimes they're so drunk I can't even understand them. I'm just nodding my head, like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, later on." Oh, th thanks, dude. Like, the fuck out. <laughs> that shit. Out on that shit. Yeah. Well, that's kind of why I asked you, because you know, as a DJ, especially with like you know, how long you've been doing it. And, you know, obviously you've had, you've done some crazy events, you know, you've done all sorts of events. You've also probably noticed the, the trend in what people have tasted when it comes to music too. And that how that's kind of declined over the years and people either just stick to like the primary top 10 classics, top 15, whatever to, to some of the stuff they listen to that's mainstream. And you're like, Oh my God, this is uh this is what you guys like. <laughs> I'm sure that's something too. Right. Yeah, music is trash right now. Like, it's been, like, trash for a few years. Um, thankfully, where I DJ, obviously, where, you know, you've been, it's a certain type of people that normally go there. It's usually older people, usually from 30s and up. Um, and it, it gets the younger crowd sometimes, but honestly, with the music we play, it keeps that older crowd, which is why I like doing it. I can play 80s, 90s, 2000s. I can play, house, like, old house music. I can play rock. And that's why, I, that's why I, I do like to DJ there because I don't have to, I don't get stuck playing the current music now. Dude, someone asked me for this one song that's new and it's popular. I didn't even know what the fuck it was, bro. <laughs> I went home the next day and I just looked it up and it's, it's not even music. It's just trash. I'm like, why do people listen to this fucking crap? So yeah, honestly, like when it comes to the music I play, like downloading, I don't even download like new stuff. Like I really don't. Cause most of the stuff I DJ, even when it's like a wedding or a birthday party or whatever it is for the most part it's it's going to be the music that i that you know that they like that I, I like the same thing so i rarely have to download new type of music none of that shit even lasts bro none of it lasts none the music today doesn't last a year or two all it's all the, the old school stuff they're just pulling from all the old school stuff too you hear a song now that's sampled from something from the 80s and 90s but the people now don't even know that it's a sample they think it's the original like you so yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a different vibe at, at at night than it is for brunch, but I still enjoy it because at least I, I for the most part I am playing the music that I typically like. Um, 
but yeah, it's just rough. I, I, I really avoid downloading newer music because I, I just don't want to fill my fucking, you know, my hard drive with, with shit. I'm literally going to create a folder that says shit. So if someone asks <laughs> for it, it's in the shit file. Yeah, you're like, and everybody, we got the shit playlist coming up next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other question I had for you for DJing, Tito, um, you know, as far as this year goes, because obviously it's a good gig for you. You are burnt out of it, but it is, you know, it's still great. You know, it's a great opportunity. Do you wish that um, you potentially had more of a, I wouldn't say like a contract, but more of like a residency somewhere else or just in general, like, you know, that you have like this consistent kind of like you do at the place you're at now, but even more of like a, a residency. Um, and, and have you heard of that with other DJs and does that bring in more money or is it just like you're better off just finding whatever gigs available and that you get contacted from? I mean, a residency would be nice for me personally if it was more local. The fact that I, you know, I, I live in Riverside, so me driving to Orange County as much as I do to DJ out here, that's inconvenient. But it's the fact that obviously I, I've known the owner of this location for years. Um, and and also, I don't really network in Riverside. Like I, I, a lot of people tell me, how come you don't go to downtown Riverside and, you know, try to get in over there? I, I mean, I. I've been in Riverside for the last what eleven years or so, but I'm I don't feel I'm not like a resident. I don't know anybody over there. All the DJs and people that I know, they're out in Orange County or even LA. I don't know people that are that are inland empire based. There's one person I do know, which is, you know, Joe's Joe's brother now, which is, you know, he's hooking me up with a lot of gigs like that way. But um as far as a residency, I do wish I had a residency that's more local to me. But that's my that's also my fault because I don't put myself out there to go network. I, I like I said, I have zero interest. I don't even want to go to a club to network and hey, how do you get DJs in here? I'm, I I have something good going on here. I'm I'm fine. I manage. Obviously, my family is out here. My mom lives out here, so I can always come by. You know, if she needs to watch the kids for me and all that, so it works out. Um, but as far as like DJs, you know, residencies are always a good thing, but majority of the money is in private events weddings look at taylor taylor makes a killing on weddings on those big events i mean is it more work yeah you know it's probably longer hours more equipment you got to bring because a lot of the clubs they have everything there you just got to bring your laptop to open it up and start jamming so you know it, it's convenient but the pay isn't that great you know it's okay but if you're doing the mobile gigs that's where the money is that's what oh, okay. that's what that's where you're gonna make most of your money. But again, it's harder on the back. You gotta bring all the equipment, you know, if they do the lighting, speakers, a sub, like all that stuff. And then the time, you know, if you're doing a club, typically from depending on if there's multiple DJs, it can go from 7 p.m., 8 p.m. till one, two o'clock. You know, but again, you're not bringing nothing but your fucking laptop. Mobile shit, if a party's at six, you're there by five over at midnight or 11 you're still there an hour later or at least 30 minutes taking your shit down then you got to get home then you got to unpack all your shit which is to me like the worst part because after any gig i'm always fucking hungry bro i'm like i'm ready to go to jack in the box and get some fucking egg rolls and tear that shit up but because <laughs> i have all my equipment in the car i don't want to get home go inside eat and then have to be all tired and take all like full and take all my shit out the car i'm like hustling i get home I unload all my shit as quick as I can, and then I'm fucking scarfing down some fucking egg rolls and tacos, bro. And like, like, <laughs> like, literally checked out. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I, I could totally see that. I, you know, I've Taylor's obviously, you know, we've known Taylor for a long time now and he shared so many of his stories and like just the drive time and just all the time that it takes in general. Like, yeah, he's, he's literally working like a full shift for sure on those events that you're talking about. One of the, one of the um, servers yesterday at chapter, she, she's like, Hey, I got a friend who wants to, who wants to have a wedding. And I, uh, they, they've been here when you DJ brunch and they like your style and they want to get information from you. I'm like, okay, great. And she's like, the wedding's going to be in Santa Barbara. And I said, okay. I mean, obviously like Santa Barbara's not down the street. That's a solid, what? Two, two hours. hours. Yeah. Something like that. And then depend, but depending on if it's on a weekend or if it's on a weekday, a lot of people get married on the weekdays now because it's cheaper for them, but yeah. that's cheaper for them. I got to, I got to, you know, increase the price because you're having me basically not go to work on a day. So I'm going to miss out on wages for a day to drive out somewhere that's two to three hours away on a weekday, I'd have to leave probably even extra early because it's a weekday to be there in time to set up, be there the whole fucking day and night. And then do I stay out there for the night or do I be tired as shit driving home at 12 at night, one in the morning? Like I have to factor in a whole day. I'm not going to work to do your wedding. So I'm sorry, but the price is going to go really high because of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all those a lot of things factor into that. So I'm like, I don't, I don't have no problem doing it, but the price is going to reflect. So, yeah. Well, also shout out to Chapter One. That is a wonderful place. I do like it. The vibe there is cool. Uh, you're right. The you know the the people I've seen there, and even just from some of your videos, it just looks like it's you know everyone at night. You know, is definitely the older crowd. So that's yeah. kind of dope too. Um, although St. Patty's, you know, we we had like a good variety of everything. So and that's always good. Um, yeah, so obviously we've been kind of mentioning work a little bit here and there. Um, yeah, man. Well, uh, you're my boss again. So congrats on your promotion again. Uh, (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so now, uh, the running joke of this podcast that everyone asked me when they talked to me, like Alex and my brother, Eric and shit and Jarrett, uh, is that we sold a lot of cases and we made our boss proud. So now it goes back to you again. (laughs) Right, brother. Yeah, but uh, yeah, do you want to tell everyone what you do now, basically? Yeah, so uh, I was previously the district manager of the old team that we were we were actually both um, on. Um, and then so just over the holidays last year, the position for area manager, which was the next step up, had been open. So during the time while it was open, um, they didn't they didn't want to promote anybody or have anybody backfill that spot just because it's the holidays super busy you know if i were to get moved up then that means my position would have been open during a holiday season so like leaving a team with no direction not not to say that they can't handle shit because they can definitely handle shit but still timing wise it's not it's not a smart move so um i was able to have a formal interview and uh, got the job so now i'm the current area manager for the inland empire managing the three teams out there. So team D, which would cover Temecula to Corona Riverside, uh, your team, team F from the, from the de- all the desert Palm Springs, all the way up to Beaumont. And then, um, team E, which is Nick's. So big bear, Rancho, Ontario, San Bernardino, Moreno Valley, all that good stuff. So yeah. Overseen all you bitches. <laughs> all of us. Uh, uh, yeah, man, that's uh pretty crazy. And, um in your time as like a district manager uh what do you think was something that like you learned that will help you the most moving into your next role 
Uh, something that I honestly, bro, like when it, I, I, I feel like this carries, this carries with any position that we kind of have is relationships, man. Like you got to be a people person. You got to be able to like hear people, not just you could nod your head and do that all day. And, oh, I love that for you all day long. But at the end <laughs> of the day, you got to really listen to people and just be like, be supportive. You got to be that supporting character, like in every role that we have, whether it's your merchandiser, you're supporting your sales rep. You're a sales rep. You know, you got to support your, your district manager, your district manager. You got to support your area manager. Like it goes up the ladder, but it also goes, it goes down too. like, I don't look at myself as like, I got to support my next boss. No, I have to support all you guys from district managers to sales reps to merchandisers. Everybody in this company matters, bro. In my eyes, everybody on our area and our team matters. And when you have a boss that that acknowledges that and shows that, that level of appreciation and respect, everybody wants to work harder for someone they like. That's just That's just the truth, bro. If I have an asshole manager... What's the incentive behind me wanting to work hard for that person? If they ask me to do something, hey, by the way, I, uh, Ryan, I'm going to need you to go to this, but I just got done chewing you out for something that I probably could have did myself. Like, you're going to be like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody's, nobody wants that. You know, you got to be able to show people that you can get out there and grind just as hard as they are, if not more. So they can say, God damn, dude, my, my boss ain't no joke. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. I'm not afraid to get my fucking hands dirty, bro. My hands have been dirty since I started with this company. So. Yeah, man. I just think it's just something that carries over every position is um, being a team player, bro. That's I think that's a big part of it is like I always said, I'm willing to help anybody, not just the people in our area, but anybody in the company. If somebody reached out to me from the L.A. area, Orange County, they don't work with us, but they work for for our for the company. What do you need? How can I help you? How can I better your business? How can I make your job easier? I don't I don't mind helping nobody out, bro. Like. I'm all for it, you know? So, yeah, just being somebody who I think showing respect to others is a, is a big thing. You got to be able to respect people. But, you know, once they cross that line and they definitely that they don't give a shit, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Uh, yeah, I think, like, piggybacking off of that, too, is, like, you know, humility goes a long way. It's like, hey, you know, like, we've been there together. We've all done this. And, you know, here's what I've learned from my experiences and maybe I'll help you along the way. Cause I think that's like something that's helped me a lot in my role is like when it comes to like pitching and stuff, just like, Hey, like, here's the pitches I did and you know, I'll even do it in front of them. And then yeah. it's like, oh, like, damn man, like that's how that works. Like that's how, that's what we're looking for. And it's like, yeah, like, and, and you're more than capable of doing it. You're, I mean, I've seen you do better. So it's like really just, you know, being real is basically what you're getting at too, though, when it comes to relationships is like not, not being fake, being a hundred percent real and, and just being present too, you know, it goes a real long way. Present. That's the, that's key word right there, man. You gotta be, you gotta be present, bro. For sure. I, you know, you gotta be willing to do things that you're asking of your people. Like I'm never going to ask you to do something that I personally wouldn't have done. Like, I, no, I'm not going to do that. You need something done. I'll, I'll make sure that's something that I did before I would ask you to do it. So, Got you, man. All day long. It's crazy. Well, congrats again on that, man. That is awesome. I know that's something you want really bad. And we had a killer holiday season. Yeah. Really looking really good this year. So it's uh, pretty exciting to see what happens down the pipeline. Obviously, um, like like you said yourself, you know, it's the t- the turnaround could be one to, to two to two and a half years. But 
uh, that gives you a, a ample amount of time to like master your role and be ready for the next one. So and that's pretty much where I'm at with mine. So it's very exciting um, to see what happens down the road. Obviously, no rush. But uh, moving along here, um, we got the Super Bowl coming up. <laughs> and uh, while it's not the most exciting uh, Super Bowl in the world, I think it sucks. Um, what I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on these two teams, and like, who do you think is going to take it? I mean, I hope while both teams are on the field, a fucking plane just draw just flies Legion <laughs> Stadium. As nice as it is, I just hope it blows not the fans, but just the teams in general just burns them to hell. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Um, a no, man, uh, it's hard because as a as a Raider fan, you know, the Chiefs are, are, are a rival team. And the yeah. fact that it's Allegiant Stadium in our home, it's kind of like a slap in the face, like you motherfuckers. Like, yeah, but for sure. I'm, Vegas isn't really the home of the Raiders. It's where they play. Yes. But the heart of the Raiders is, is in Oakland. It's more in L.A. than anything either. Uh, but. The Chiefs, yeah, that's rough. They're a great team. They've been there, you know, so many times already with Mahomes. And then you got a team like the Niners, which the Niners fans are are more annoying than any fan base I've seen, dude. Like these, I'm sorry, if Joey's listening. Hey, brother, I love <laughs> fuck your team, bro. Their fans <laughs> so fucking annoying, just over the top. Hey, I get it. Brock Purdy got a lot of hate throughout the throughout the whole year. But he fucking accomplished it. He did it. Good for you, bro. Good for you. I, I honestly like. I genuinely feel like people need to stop hating on the dude. They really do. Like the dude. The dude made it to the Super Bowl. Young kid. Good for you, bro. But the fans take what he did like to this extreme level. Like he's already the the goat. Calm down, bro. You can't make that goat conversation. It's too fucking soon. Let the dude get some years under his belt. Get some more titles. Even if it's not the Super Bowl, let him get a couple you know, conference titles under his belt. Um, but both teams, I genuinely don't even know if I'm going to watch. I'm just to be honest with you, bro. I, I, I want to see commercials at this point. I cannot stand either fucking team. I don't even, I, I really don't even know if I'm going to watch it. So if I had to pick, I can't even tell you, I can't even tell you if I had to pick because that's how much I don't care for either team. That's like, it's, it's hard. I picked the, Fucking! I picked the cheerleaders. I want to look at the cheerleaders, and that's about it. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, you're not wrong though. The the fan bases are a little rough. Joey, we love you, but damn it. <laughs> um, I would say I would pick the 49ers though. At the end of the day, just because the last time they had a matchup, it was just embarrassing, and so I feel like they're definitely gonna want to really come back and play a tight game, and because it's gonna be a tight game. I mean, like you just said, both teams are great. They're here for a reason. Yeah. Um. I, I do hope that in terms of like a revenge story that, you know, the Niners do come through. And uh, I do actually like Kyle Shanahan quite a bit as a coach. I feel like he definitely deserves a ring. Uh, and then Christian McCaffrey is a badass. Uh, I always thought he was cool on the Panthers. Um, so it'd be nice to see him get a ring. Uh, but like you said, uh, Purdy has been Mr. Irrelevant all years, what they've been calling him. And um, yeah, it's nice to see him like really come this far, but obviously still stay humble in the process. Uh, I think as far as the Chiefs go, I just hate Patrick Mahomes' voice, and I'm tired of Taylor Swift being all over our fucking TV and Instagram and everywhere. Uh, it's so frustrating, but um, I guess we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, I, I, you know, the thing that's irritating though is they say with 
with Taylor Swift, like it's good for the sport. They keep saying like, oh, but it's good for the sport. She's bringing in newer viewers and fans. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm sorry. Not that not to say that women can't watch football. No, there's nothing wrong with the with women loving sports and loving to watch football. But how is that good for the sport? Like, I'm sorry, football, the NFL, it's a manly, beastly fucking game. These dudes are out here crushing each other. Like, and I don't care to see the girls in the stands with their fucking pinkies up. Like, oh my God, like, look, it's, it's Taylor. She's up there. She's here. Everyone keeps saying how, <laughs> what's it going to propose at the 50 yard line after they win the Super Bowl? Like, why is that even a thing? Why is that even news? Why are they showing this bitch on ESPN? It's fucking <laughs> ESPN. I don't want to see her on the fucking, on the, on the, yes, on the news. It has nothing to do with sports. Nothing wrong with these dudes. A lot of these guys have wives and girlfriends. Why don't they get acknowledgement? Why don't they get somebody to recognize like how much that person loves their wife or that how much that person loves their girlfriend? She's not the only person that's in a relationship with one of those players that's there. I'm sure there's a ton of women that are probably married and they have their side bitches probably there. Talk about the side bitch. Talk about <laughs> the side bitch. These motherfucking bitches are there knowing that they're married, but like, oh, I still support him. Talk about her. Why is, why is the side bitch not a fucking thing? That's good for the sport. I mean, I'm just I'm just tired of it. It's not good for the sport. The sport is supposed to be like a, a fucking grotesque, manly, dirty fucking game. And they're making it a cute fucking thing. Football's not cute. It's not. Sorry. That's my rant. Fucking bitch. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good quote. Football is not cute. There we go. <laughs> I feel like you really need to get that rant out, man. I'm glad you got it out, though. It's good. Okay. As I had this morning. Fuck. <laughs> cool. uh, but yeah, you're not wrong, though. I, I don't even think I'll be watching the whole thing. Maybe none of it. Like I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I'm probably just going to like stream or something instead. <laughs> uh, definitely not looking forward to it. But we do have the Deadpool 3 trailer coming out. Uh, the Sonic trailer coming out. Uh, a new Godzilla trailer. So there is, there is definitely some commercials and trailers that, as always, are exciting. Yeah. But uh, I think you were saying it yourself, or maybe it was Nick. But yeah, like the halftime show is even kind of boring with Usher. Bro, Usher. Like, when has Usher been relevant anytime recently, dude? Like, I just, I don't, I don't get who puts together these. Honestly, even the one they did last season was it last season when it was like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and all, right? That was last season. That was last Super Bowl. Or was that the yeah? But whichever Super Bowl that was, that whole lineup, and I, I mean, I love Snoop, I love Kendrick. Kendrick's one of my favorite. I just didn't. It just doesn't feel fitting, bro. It just all these older fucking dude. Like, put somebody more relevant, somebody that's actually been around, that's really making you know music right now. You know what it really is: something popular, something good, something energetic. I didn't care to know. I mean, Fifty Cent got so much backlash because the, the motherfucker looks like literally a fucking giant beast hanging upside down. I, I'm surprised he didn't pass out. Like, and then he got so much hate over that. Like, well, the dude aged. I'm sorry when he did that in the video back in the early 2000s. He was probably only like 24, 23 years old. He's doing that now. The motherfucker's like 50 years old. What do you expect? People's bodies changes, bro. I can show yeah. you a picture like a fucking twig. Now I'm a fucking fat fuck. <laughs> what do you what do you expect so usher i like the dude's music but i like the dude's music back when it came out i can't even i don't even play usher when i dj i think the only song by usher that i play is uh you don't have to call which is a really popular hit to play 
but there's nothing new I can play. What the fuck is he going to do that people know now? I don't fucking know. Fuck, Usher. <laughs> uh, I think someone more relevant too that they could have used who does have a massive fan base is like Logic or something. Oh, uh, I think I think Logic would be cool. And and I know I know you're you know because you just talked about like the older crowd, you know the older uh, artists and stuff. But it would be cool for Logic to play his set or you know however long they give him. I think it's only like 15, 20 minutes. It's very very short. Yeah. But then, like halfway through, or they wrap it up with the Wu Tang song, or, yeah, the Wu Tang Clan oh, song, and yeah. like all of them come out, like that would be sick. I would. That would be. I mean, the Wu Tang Clan is, you know, that that the whole song he did with them is like fucking phenomenal. So like, it'd be cool to see that. Plus, all of his new stuff, dude's making killer hits till his day. Uh, I mean, I guess you got Jack Harlow, who's been super relevant too. Um, no, I can't stand that guy. Just, uh, what's that? I can't stand that guy. No. Nah, I, I'm not a fan of of Jack. I don't know even <laughs> if they're someone someone classic. I feel like like a classic R&B art pop artist. I don't know. I don't feel like that doesn't resonate well. I would rather hear classic a classic rock group. You know, um, that to me would be amazing. Or honestly, how they did at Coachella, what they did like the hologram with Tupac and all that. Why don't you do a hologram show of classic? legendary artists you can do fucking prince you could do michael jackson you could do all these people and like a that's like a super show and they don't and think about it they don't have to pay these people because they're fucking dead <laughs> they just have so to pay the estate they, they save money that's true look at you i think you should just go be a marketing uh, manager for the nfl at this point <laughs> uh but yeah super bowl i'll take the 49ers we'll see what happens um I don't even think I'll be watching most of it. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Uh, definitely maybe the first half. But, uh, yeah, definitely disappointing when we could have had America's new team. Detroit Lions could have been there. The Ravens could have been there. Uh, it's crazy how we had the opportunity for a fresh-ass new set of teams. But uh, playoffs were great. But hopefully next year the Lions can come back and, you know, wrap up what they started. Um, but we'll see. And then, obviously, your guys' team has a new head coach. So we'll see how that goes. He's not he's more of a culture person than a coach, you know, in terms of like, you know, by the book. But I, you know, as Ice Cube said on Pat McAfee's show, he thinks that that will go actually a, a longer way than your traditional coach. So I actually believe that as well. So could be a good year for the Raiders, but it's definitely time for them to build up a new dynasty. So who knows what can happen? I think football's looking very good in the next season, uh, which is awesome in, in itself. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so a couple more things before we uh, wrap this up. Um, if you wanted to touch on it, uh, so obviously, as you mentioned, you're, you're busy all the time, very have little time to yourself. Uh, you did, um, get for your, uh, for the kids and yourself, a Xbox. So you guys can play games finally. And just, you know, uh, Vince, can play Minecraft and you got all these other crazy games you guys can play, but you did beat, which is probably the first game you've beaten in a really long time. Uh, you did beat star Wars Jedi fallen order as a huge star Wars fan. I was like, dude, you got to play this game. And sure enough, you played it. You know, what were, what would you say are like your final thoughts on like that experience as a whole? Uh, since that was like the first game that I played from beginning to end, like with an actual story. Um, oh man, I just thought it was I thought it was great. Like I'm used to playing the Star Wars games where it's like you know first person shooter or um, you know just like like the what was it Pod Racer? Um, I even had. Uh, what was it? The Django Fett game for like PS2 back in the day, uh, Bounty Hunter. 
Um, but this one was just obviously you got newer. Gra- I'm not used to this. This is just newer graphics. It looks so fresh. The, the character I never heard of. I know you had talked about him before. So I got really deep into like the character itself. And like, I, I like the game so much and the character so much that like, dude, I want to see this guy in like a live action, you know, spinoff show or something. Um, but I thought the story was really cool. Um, the gameplay was amazing. Just the graphics, the visuals, everything was just pretty spot on. I like being able to travel to open worlds. Um, I had a lot of fun playing it and I know Vincent tried playing it, but the, the controls are, can be a little tricky. It took me a while to get really adjusted to how to, how to control everything. Cause you know, you're literally pushing every single, every button on that controller to, you know, to whether you're, you know, trying to use a force power or, you know, obtain one of your goals. But after I got, after I got it down, then yeah, I, I, I wish there was some type of like training so you can master those things. But I mean, the only training really is just playing it. You got to just go in there and just play. Um, but I thought the game was great. I, I appreciate you not spoiling the ending for me because Vincent was watching me play when that Darth Vader uh, cutscene popped up. And, dude, I was so stoked. I just went back and kept replaying that over and over just so I could say I fought Darth Vader and fucked him up. Um, <laughs> I, I, but, no, man, the, the game was was definitely great. I, it made me want to play more games like that. I love those types of, you know, playthrough you know story mode type game so i i had a great time playing it and it took me a while like i only got to play like you know 30 to 40 minutes at a time and i did and every time i i did i, I wanted to keep playing more but for, for whatever reason either i had to go to sleep or i had to go do something I, I never got to like sit there and play but i definitely made it a point to play that specifically because i wanted to continue with the story i didn't want to forget nothing i just wanted to keep going so it was a great experience overall. Definitely highly recommend that to anybody who's into the Star Wars lore. Um, yeah, man, it was it was awesome. And I think one of the other incredible things about the game is when they show Order 66, which is something that they've been kind of doing over the last, you know, five to six years is showing the different perspectives of these characters that endured it and survived it. And, uh, you know, the Clone Wars being my favorite part of the Star Wars universe. Uh, I just think it's incredible to see it from all these different sides and 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 it continuously being tragic through the Clone Wars TV show with Ahsoka's perspective, which we got recently, and then obviously uh, you know Cal Kestis and his master. Um, I, I think these games just did a real this game. Well, I haven't finished Jedi Survivor, but it's pretty good. Um, I just think these games have done a really good job of like capturing what, how the movies make you feel, but also the old games, uh, the old TV, well, just the old Clone Wars episodes, just really makes you feel like you're involved in it and and. And really uh, unraveling a, a story in, in this universe. So, yeah, I, I think they did a really good job. And again, this conversation is making me want to go play Jedi Survivor, which I might do today. <laughs> um, but speaking of, you know, the games in general and, and you finding time to play some and, and kind of experiencing new ones. Um, I wanted to talk about Resident Evil 2 with you because you've been playing it recently and you played the original. Uh, and I was telling you about it and that this is like a complete like remake from the ground up with all new gameplay, uh, aiming mechanics, third person mechanics. Um, what, what's your experience been like having played the original and now playing this new one? I mean, I, I'm a huge resident evil fan from the original one. I remember, I think that was the first game I had ever seen. I, I didn't have a PlayStation until way later, but I had a friend who his dad got a PlayStation. I didn't even know what the PlayStation was, bro. I was still stuck on, I think what super Nintendo or, or whatever I had at the time. N64 or something. 
And I remember going to his house and his dad was playing this game. And I just sat there and just watched. I was like so intrigued. Like, what is this? Like, and then even when it goes to a cut scene, when you go and open the door and then it closes, I don't know, dude, just something about it was like, just, it just pulled me in. And then eventually I got, I got a PS2. And then that's when I really started, you know, actually playing these games more. I had got, I had got the Resident Evil director's cut, which I honestly, I don't even know what the real difference is with the original and director's cut, but I had that one and I, and I got Resident Evil 2 and I got Resident Evil 3. So I love the originals. I love the storyline. I love the characters. Obviously, when I remember when they announced the movie, I was super excited. Yeah, it doesn't follow everything. I wanted <clears> it to be <throat> the games, but whatever, yeah. you know, I still, well, I still was a fan of it to some, to some, uh, some degree. But I love the games. So I did start to, I, I didn't play a lot of them after like, I think like five or something like that. But yeah. I saw Resident Evil 2 on Game Pass. So when I saw that on Game Pass, I'm like, oh shit. Like I looked at the little trailer and I'm just looking at the graphics and the type of, I mean, it's basically a full remake of the original. I just, I, dude, I got to try this. So I tried it um, on the cloud just to give it like a little, like a shot. Dude, yeah. I was sucked in right away you know vincent's like sitting behind me and watching the cutscene of just this this fucking zombie just ripped this cop this cop's throat pulling everything out and it looked like i mean it was at obviously animation but the animation is so such good quality it looks so good and, and like real that i look turn around and vincent's not behind me anymore i'm like vincent i'm like where'd you go He's like, i'm in the room i'm like this motherfucker left <laughs> it, it's 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 it's, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's for 17 and, and older, so it's pretty, pretty uh, gruesome. It's got a lot of gore, which the originals had gore too, but you know, obviously now you got modern graphics and this looks crazy. Um, so I started to play that and same thing, bro. I'm, I'm stuck with the originals though. The originals, because there's obviously it's a lot of pub, a lot of things like that involved. I don't know anybody who was able to play the original without the walkthrough, without, the like the the actual book that shows the walkthrough. Oh yeah, the guidebook. Yeah, the guidebook. And I, I'm guilty. I I I would buy them when I would when I had the original games. Like it's hard because you have to go to this this room to grab this puzzle piece, but there's nothing that really tells you what to do. You kind of have to figure it out. So if you didn't have the guidebooks, you're kind of fucked. With the new version, it's nice because you necessarily don't even need the guidebooks. It won't let you do something until you complete a task. You know, and especially with when it comes to the map, it'll it highlights everything blue or red. So blue means you've completed something. Red is mean there's there's something still in that room you have to accomplish, or there's an item or object you still have to obtain. So yeah, it, you really don't need a guidebook, but because I'm a bitch when it comes to this game, I kind of want to know what's going to happen ahead of time. <laughs> I, I know when those jump are going to happen. I kind of cheated and went on fucking Google and looked up shit. Whatever, call me a bitch. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. The game is fucking badass. And so now that I know to anticipate a jump, I still jump because I'm a fucking bitch. But it's all good. The game's fun. Nice. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was telling you about it, too, where I'm like, man, the inventory is small, but I haven't found the the extra bags that give you more inventory spaces. Um, but there is this. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a really, really well done remake. And it's funny, too, because like now I think it's like three or four years old now. Um, but I haven't played it since. And so I was going down a hallway in the police station and it's just, you know, it's the, it's the unlit part of the uh, police station and you hear the rain coming down on the building, 
Uh, it's nighttime, of course, and you just see this zombie just like banging on the window, the um, the barricaded window, and it's just like, man, the atmosphere of this game is like yeah. out of this world. And another game that got completely remastered, I'm sorry, remade recently that it also has been getting like ridiculous reviews is a game called Dead Space. Did you ever hear about that one back in the day? I did, yeah. Yeah, so that one's on Game Pass too, and I was thinking about playing that one, which is also like the same thing. It's a horror game in space. Yeah. Uh, that they also completely redid, and I'm like, man, there's just so many of these games, uh, so many games in the back, uh, the catalog to play, even like on my Nintendo and shit. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you about it because you know, for me, uh, the first remake I played as like a kid, uh, you know, because obviously I didn't, I didn't know remakes would ever be a thing when I, you know, when I was playing uh, Super Mario 64 and Goldeneye and shit, uh, was when they remade a Pokemon game, and like, sure enough, it was like the same exact game, but completely new graphics, new yeah. things you can do in it, mechanics. Um, so it's cool for you to see like what Resident Evil was back in the day, and then to see what they did with it now. Like, it's it's pretty remarkable actually um, how they could do the such things. Yeah, I mean, I was I was blown away at just the visuals, dude. Just starting the game. And the whole concept of you walking around with just a flashlight, dude, I'm, I'm already, I'm creeped out already. Just playing it on the game pass and Vincent was sitting there watching me and I already know, like, like, dude, this is, this is gonna be some scary shit. Like you can only see <laughs> in front of you. My fucking heart is racing. And of course, because the game is so, it's so dark, you can, you can adjust, you know, you can adjust the lighting in there, but I just keep it the way it is, the way it's supposed to be. But I have to turn off all the lights around me because if I have too much light in the kitchen or light coming out of the hallway or whatever, it's just it's too bright. Like you have to only see the TV screen when you're when you're playing. And it's and it's hard to play during the day because you have the natural light trying to come in. Like you have to play it at night. Like they, I feel like they they made they made it that way on purpose because to get the full effect, which I get. And I know you said, like, do you need to get headphones? I don't want to get headphones, bro. <laughs> like I'm already like. My hands or my palms are sweating when I'm when I'm fucking playing. The crazy thing is too is it shows when you play the original when you finish it, it shows you how many hours. You know, I remember like the first uh, original games, it'd be like you know nine, ten hours. You know, it's it's a long game, and with this one, it shows it throughout the whole game while you're playing. It says it at the top right. I've only okay. gotten to probably half of the game so far. I think I'm like maybe forty to fifty percent complete with the first you know uh, Leon's first scenario, and I'm already got like five and a half hours in row. I'm taking my fucking time on this shit. I'm walking around every corner, like with my fucking little light, just turning <laughs> in the corner. Cause I'm fucking petrified of this shit. I'm surprised I haven't had nightmares yet. Like it's, it's, it's fucking scary. Yeah. I definitely need to uh, muster up the courage to uh, play it, but I, I do play with uh, literally headphones that have Dolby Atmos inside it. So it's, yeah. it feels a little too real. <laughs> um I, when i was playing fuck yeah dude well like when i was playing uh this last week i uh i was in the locker room like i was telling you and then and then the zombie came up out of nowhere behind me and they scared the fuck out of me like i think i literally screamed so <laughs> yeah uh definitely means i should play these games on stream um but the problem is like you said like i i'm gonna have to look up stuff so that's why i haven't played them on stream yet because it's like well that's not gonna be really fun for people it's like hey I, let me look this up real quick um but uh, yeah, I just want to catch up with you on pretty much everything, man. What you've been up to, what your goals are. Obviously, this year we're gonna have a great year ahead of us, uh, and then obviously the the fun you're having playing these games now that you get to experience them and 
and all new graphics, all new audio and storytelling. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for us today. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up right now? No, man. Just wanted to say uh, thanks for having me on again. It's always a good time. Um, we got to get in some some uh, other. Uh, I know we've been always talking about doing some musical ones, so we got to get some music music podcasts on the books. But I always appreciate you having me on, man. It's always a good time. Yeah, no, we definitely uh, will have you back for some either. Uh, I want to watch the Rocky movies, so maybe we'll catch up on oh. those too. Uh, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Um, but yeah, the music ones for sure. We definitely need to uh, do uh, one of these days. But yeah, man, uh, thank you so much for being on. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. We're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.